Hey guys, welcome back to the Pixelcast. Uh, you know, brand new, got a new setup and everything. And today we're interviewing our brand new, not brand new, I guess he's been here for a few weeks, a few weeks, but uh, this is Noah Lucy. He's our production intern. He runs the vlog, does all those sort of internal things for us right now. And we're really happy to have him here and looking forward into diving deep into his past, his deep dark secrets, you know, digging all the skeletons out of his closet and everything. Uh, no, we're just kidding. We're gonna talk about his history as a creator, um, how he got to this point, what he wants to do in the future, that kind of thing, and just do an all-in sort of deep dive into Noah Lucy. So why don't you introduce yourself for the Pixelcast fans? My name is Noah Lucy. I am a digital media major at the University of Northern Iowa, and I am interning at Pixel Labs for the semester. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking forward to doing a you know a really deep dive into Noah's life, all his deepest, darkest secrets, skeletons in his closet, and whatnot. No, I'm, I'm kidding. We're gonna just talk about a little bit, um, kind of your creative process, how you got to where you are as a creator, and what you kind of want to do in the future. And we'll jump into other relevant topics and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I just want to say. You know, it's great having you on the vlog and everything so far, and happy to have you here on the Pixelcast. So, um, you know, we know you're a student at University of Northern Iowa. How did you get to that point, and how did you find yourself into the digital media major? So, I got to that point, actually, um, back in, this is actually kind of funny. So, up until about sophomore year, I wanted to actually be a zoologist. Oh. Which you don't yeah, hear that a lot around no, here. Yeah, just super weird. Um, I just liked animals a lot, but then I took <laughs> I took some biology classes in high school, <laughs> and when you're averaging averaging about like a B, you probably shouldn't make a full on career out of <laughs> biology just slash. Also, just looking more into it, I wanted to do something more hands on anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, and then my uh, one of my good friends from back home, Ethan he all throughout his life wanted to be like a film director and things like that so we would me and my friend group and him would like make short films just throughout the years and stuff like that and then i kind of fell into it and my parents were kind of like well why don't you like go into something like that and that's take, interesting yeah because i mean yeah like i mean a lot of creators i think often have the burden of you know having parents or relatives who mm -hmm. kind of knock on that profession so i think that's actually really interesting that you mentioned that they kind of encouraged but yeah, yeah continue well on, I think yeah. it helps that they encouraged it because mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to be like the next um like I guess like big name actor or mm -hmm. anything like that or it's like like it'd be cool if I could be a Spielberg yeah but I mean, who wouldn't love that yeah. I think everybody who creates content in the back of their head is always like what if I could be the next Spielberg? But for me, I just really enjoy just creating content and bringing stories to life, whether it be through uh, like a business aspect or through my student orgs and things like that, or creating my own original content or helping others create their own original content. So you kind of find yourself not just in the whole cinematic realm, but also into the you know commercial and sort of, you know, not movies, I guess. They're sort of yeah. kind of like organization. That's so, I mean, mm -hmm. that's great fit you know that's kind of what we do here at pixel labs we kind exactly. of i like to think we kind of blend a good you know a chunk of both i mean especially from my perspective when i first came here i really you know as a fan of movies myself and often wanting mm -hmm. to be the next spielberg or, or in my case christopher nolan um wanting to be that next thing um i kind of found myself you know 
bringing in chunks of that into this commercial realm, into this, you know, business sort of realm. And so I think, yeah, that's, that's good. We're glad to have you here. Um, what drew you to do, you know, digital media? What made you want to study that rather than like pursue it on the side, I guess? So, um, with that kind of plan came, uh, Looking at schools was like a big factor. Mm-hmm. I looked at a few, cause I'm originally from North Carolina. Okay. So I looked at a conservatory down there, uh, the School of the Arts. The, conservatory? Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then I, after touring it, it was really cool and like really nice, very expensive. Um, but also the atmosphere that it held was definitely more of that like artsy kind of like wallflowery like population of people mm-hmm. as opposed to the more like outgo like it was the non-traditional route of a university okay it was a great it's a great school and yeah. it's it had a beautiful campus mm-hmm. but just the campus life i knew i was a little bit more social or i wanted to like not have to makes me sound lazy i didn't want to have to try super hard to make friends mm-hmm. i just kind of wanted that to flow with like a natural college experience mm-hmm. so then i looked at some other schools down there but then ultimately i chose you and I, and um, I've been here ever since my freshman year in 2016. Mm-hmm. I started as a theater major and was going to transfer. Then I found the digital media department. So I figured why uproot everything mm-hmm. for a bachelor degree for mm-hmm. essentially a piece of paper. <laughs> why well, don't just stay here, get that stuff done, get some good experiences. And then once I save up some money, I could actually move out somewhere potentially and get an actual job where I'm going to be producing more content than like a classroom setting. Mm-hmm. Now you said you, you were originally theater. Can you, t- can you touch on that? What kind of drew you into that, I guess? Yeah. So I did theater in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been kind of creative or I've always been creative. Mm-hmm. Like my dad went to school to be an artist or whatever. Um, <laughs> and my uh, mom was an interior designer. Her dad was an architect who wanted to be a cartoonist and things like that. Wow. Creative so, family. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of creativity That's in the cool, family. Yeah. So theater was just like an outlet to do creative things. Um, I did a little bit of acting, but that was mainly just to do it while I was in high school type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also did some backstage productions where I did audio uh, mixing and I did some light design and thing like, things like that. So it was more or less a way to like transfer some of those things into the realm of like digital media, um, not realizing you and I had one because it was electronic media and yeah, the, the description yeah. made it sound like it was what some other schools might offer where it's more like web programming mm-hmm. or like creating a web page or things like that but then once i started talking to some advisors and things uh they pointed out that they're rebranding and that it's more in the news casting sports casting like creative uh realm uh a little bit of short filmy stuff like on the side and things yeah. like that so i just change majors after one semester of being a theater major. Yeah. I, f- I find that interesting because I, I also in my experience, I never technically declared a major in theater, but I came into you and I with that kind of intention to mm-hmm. possibly pursue that. And then, I mean, one thing led to another and I kind of found myself, you know, on the other side of the camera and everything. So do you find that having that somewhat of a theater background or anything like that, does that influence you, you know, creatively behind the camera as well, would you say? I think it does. Um, a really good quote my mom shared with me in either high school or my, my senior year 
uh, I did improv mm-hmm. uh, throughout high school. Okay. Yeah. And um, yes, John Favreau, yeah, uh, yes, yeah. and John Favreau in an <laughs> yeah. interview pointed out uh, that one thing that helps him a lot and helps his actors uh, is improv and being able to like improvise and like think on your feet in the moment. Because that's honestly to me how some of the greatest like moments in movies have happened. Oh, and then yeah. along with it, when you're behind the camera, as you know, a lot of stuff can potentially go wrong. So it doesn't help to have someone leading a crew or being a part of a crew who, when something goes wrong, just all of a sudden is like, no, this went wrong. What do we do? <laughs> it helps more to have someone with the mentality of the yes and like, this went wrong. Here's what we're going to do to fix it. It's like, find me some gaffers tape and a pole. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I found so in my previous internship, I kind of thinking that on along those lines, it wasn't referred to as improv because the guy who led my internship probably didn't have much of a theater background or anything like that. But he always talked about having plan A, plan B, plan C, all the way down to plan Z. And I... I think in I think in that specific case it's less about improv and more about just planning ahead. Yeah. But I think I think it's interesting hearing that because yeah, you're totally right. I that's some, I, I guess when I think of of theater and in film kind of crossing, I think of I often think about um, the sort of you know having the actors in mind and stuff like that and kind of knowing what you want. But that's a completely different element that I hadn't even thought about is being able to you know take that improv background and use it not in, only in film and and production and stuff like that, but in everyday sort of life and kind oh, of being yeah. able to be to be on your feet and everything. So um, moving on from that, I guess. So you kind of touched on it a little bit about wanting to you know branch off. Um, after college and, you know, potentially move somewhere and kind of create that content. Can you talk a little bit about what you kind of vision in the future? I mean, it's always a kind of a question, always in interviews. It's like, where do you see yourself five years from now? You know, (laughs) Uh, the biggest thing that I've been looking at as far as where I'm going to be in like five years or whatever Mm -hmm. is uh, at this point, I realize I can't be too picky with what I want to do. So my biggest thing is to get a job just doing what I went to school for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is not like making like feature length content or something like that, whatever. If it's making commercials, like that works or doing other things. The biggest thing is my goal is hopefully not to have like, or be super dependent on a day job type of thing where it's like, oh, I'm working retail and then on my off time, I'm doing mm-hmm. video production things or more creative things. I'm hoping that just I can find a job somewhere or find something that pays bills yeah. where that's the main focus. And then a day job or something, there could be like a side job where it's like, oh, I'll help out at or not help out. I'll like apply it like these places to work for like extra cash. Mm-hmm. But the main income is coming from the creative, like what I went to school for. So you see yourself wanting to go more practical rather than starving artist kind of route, I would say, I guess. Yeah, because I guess with my experience, at least, and my friends and stuff at UNI, uh, we've talked to, because there'll be some, like, no, no crazy huge names, but once a year there's, like, the documentary filmmakers that come through mm-hmm. for that event oh, yeah. that David O'Shields uh, helps put on and stuff like that. And one of my friends asked... Uh, someone who presented their film like how did you get to this point because he was producing a feature-length short film or like a um, a long-form like documentary project 
And she was wondering how he got to that. And his advice was not to just immediately jump into that big pool of like, oh, I'll be a starving artist for a while and like, it'll work out. Because, and what I've heard from a lot of people is it comes back to like your resume and like what you can do. Mm. So you might have to like give up living in like the big extravagant city for a couple years or things like that. But if you stay somewhere where you can really hone your skills and stuff, once you go out there, you can show them, here's all the things I've done or here's everything I can do, as opposed to like, I don't know how to do it yet, but I can try, Mm -hmm. where you can already have that background in a definitely a less, from what I've heard, a less stressful environment. (laughs) So like, I've always heard professors where they're like, oh, if you're late to a shoot, like, that's it. Or if you don't do something on like a shoot for like a big... Uh, production company they'll tell you to leave like that day Mm -hmm. so it's definitely I feel like advantageous for people my age or college uh, students to hone their skills in a little bit safer environment that way they're confident and they know they can do some things and then go out there and start exploring that way you have something in your back pocket like an editing technique that you always know how to do or some sort of like effect or something where you can always pull that out and wow someone right away I think this particular topic is something that is not necessarily a hot topic, but kind of debated amongst a lot of, uh, I I mean, I've heard so many different opinions on the subject. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I think I tend to agree with you to a point um, uh, just because, I mean, I think there's, I think there's a debate. I think it's kind of a personal thing uh, for most people, but I, I kind of tend to agree. But I remember when I was first graduating and um, was talking to a professor and, and telling them that I was planning around here, they were kind of, I don't want to say disappointed, but like kind of shocked in a way. And they, and they, they told me, well, usually, you know, you go to a bigger city and then move back to like a small town and then start a family and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I, maybe I want to be different. I mean, I, there's a lot of different reasons for why I stuck around here, but I, I thought it was interesting. And so hearing your perspective, I, I kind of hear a little bit of both, but I kind of tend to agree with you. And I think it, I think it kind of, there's a fine line you have to toe because um, I'm all about, you know, creative liberties, creative freedom and all that stuff. And I think a lot of people, uh, and I, I believe in, you know, being a dreamer or h- however you would say it, I guess, because, you know, there's so many people who, um, I mean, actors and actresses and, and directors and, and whatnot always talk about how, you know, they, they jumped in and just went for it and it paid off or something like that. But at the same time, I, I feel like you never hear about those stories about, um, because they're probably not as you know, eye drawing or they probably don't get as many clicks or views or that kind of thing. But you don't hear a lot about those stories about, you know, the actor or actress who, you know, got a day job and did something that was in their realm or, or something that they enjoyed doing and then worked their way up. So I, mm-hmm. I think that'd be interesting to seek those out. But I, but I tend to agree with that. So um, what kind of, I guess, going into the kind of just the creative process a little bit, what kind of specific content, whether it be tonally speaking or stylistic or genre, or yeah, I know you talked about how you kind of can, um, you know, go between you know, the film and the commercial realm, but in those realms, what kind of content do you see yourself being driven towards mostly? Because I, I personally find myself being driven towards content that drives emotions of any sort, you know, and that's kind of a vague thing because, you know, at its core, you know, art and, and commercial and film and video is supposed to draw emotions out of anyone. But what kind of content do you see yourself driven towards? Um, 
That's interesting because I've actually, I have such a weird, I feel like, background when it comes to my videos. Because mm-hmm. there's stuff where, or just things that I've tried to create, um, where if you look on like my YouTube channel or something like that. Righteous Wizard Productions, check it out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going to find a lot of, honestly, it's like comedy and things like that. Because when I was first starting out, and I guess even now, like, doing improv or always kind of when I did theater and stuff I was cast as the comedic role I had one super serious uh the first like he was like funny at first it was like this character says some old guy in a high school play where he was funny at first and his first monologue he reveals he has cancer oh <laughs> so it's just first night of doing it I hear someone in the audience as soon as I mentioned cancer oh no oh no <laughs> I'm just it, that's a like, tough that's, subject yeah which but then hearing that, I was like, that is such a good comedic moment that you can't, that wasn't planned or anything like that. So I do a lot of comedy and I, if I do comedy, I definitely look back to more of um, like comedy, I wouldn't say pioneers, but more of the uh, like Mel Brooks or things mm-hmm. like that. Like maybe some original Saturday Night Live yeah. type of things where the comedy is thought out and planned because I've always been taught comedy is harder to do than drama. Oh, it, as far as acting yeah. <laughs> and stuff. Um, but I've, I've noticed a lot of people when they make a comedy, it's a lot of just in your face humor, mm-hmm. which kind of bums me out because I've definitely noticed that as a trend. Um, and I'm, I try to create stuff that either can, it can make you think or it can kind of just, um, if it's funny, it'll be intentionally funny. I think that's my biggest like, stylistic thing that I do mm-hmm. is everything I do I try to do with as much intention as I can yeah even if it doesn't necessarily seem like it it could just be um like I know Christopher Nolan and like those kind of directors who do some of the serious things mm-hmm. it's like every little detail or I just watched this thing where in the new Spider-Man movie you can see throughout the movie like Mysterio and his crew in disguise oh, as if yeah. they were planning the entire trip yeah uh something like that and I don't it'd be cool to think of a story where I could get that intentional where it's like every little detail matters yeah but um my biggest thing that I want to do whenever I create anything is just to have a reason because otherwise like why is it happening Mm -hmm. there's not a like in life you can say like oh everything just kind of happens but with a camera and stuff you're constructing yeah life you get out of so control <laughs> it's yeah your turn to have some control and that's where i feel like people really get the most out of content mm-hmm. is when they can tell a it shows you're putting effort into it if everything is intentional and then b audience members i've tend to notice appreciate things more when even if it's like a slapstick joke where someone like goes down but then they trigger something else and it's like it's thought out it's not yeah. just someone gets a groin punch and then it's <laughs> laughter and then done. Yeah. It's yeah. like someone gets a groin punch and then like they turn around and like they hit a wall and like just yeah. a little bit more thought out process okay. of things like That's that. Cool. And um, I guess I can attest, I've seen a little bit, I mean, it's when you're doing a vlog, I, th- I think you've kind of been able to blend some of that comedy in, at least in the edit, pro- in the edit process, because I know, Filming a vlog is filming us, and, and mm-hmm. we're, we're pretty funny. I'd like to think, but um, I think I think in the edits, I've I've definitely seen that. So that's that's really interesting to think of. Um, I know I wanted to talk about. So what are um, 
what are some things you already learned so far just here in your short time so far at Pixel Labs? And how have you been able to maybe you know, take some of what you've learned and apply it into your own work, I guess? So a lot of what I learned is since I am a senior, there is a little bit of where I'm not starting totally from scratch with this internship, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice because then I can really focus on technical details. Yeah. And that's what I've really been noticing is I've learned a lot about the technical aspect of editing, um, new ways to uh, like adjust sound or adjust lights and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, ways to organize your raw footage that I wasn't using before. Adobe Bridge is great. Thanks for introducing <laughs> me to that. Yeah, no problem, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Just different ways to keep things organized because here at Pixel Labs, it is a professional setting where you can't, like, you might be assigned a project, but I've known from the vlog stuff, I'll sometimes have to pull B-roll from like your stuff. So mm-hmm. it definitely helps when things are labeled mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to, if you look at my old work computer, uh, like my personal one from like freshman year and up, things weren't things were put into folders, but then weren't necessarily like descriptive or they're just kind of broad folders. Mm-hmm. So that's been a huge uh, plus that plus that I think is uh, going to help me in a professional setting a lot because I'll go in and just automatically start labeling things as opposed to someone who just might dump all their videos in like a video bin. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also learned just a lot about marketing yourself or how you market uh, a brand, which I found is really interesting because no matter where you start in the like creative field, if you want to be the next like big name director or if you just want to uh, be the next like local like go to video company or something like that, um, you start from somewhere where you have to get recognition. Mm-hmm. So even like the freelancing world and things like that, I've learned a lot of good techniques that can tra- that in my opinion I feel like can transfer over so that uh, you can advertise yourself more often because in the freelancing world you are the product <laughs> and things like that and I want to I want to touch on that I really, I really like how you brought up the whole marketing yourself and we had a, a class from the University of Northern Iowa coming here um, last week and I, I kind of touched on that a little bit but you know marketing yourself I mean it doesn't literally mean marketing yourself necessarily. At least to me, it means kind of just making yourself, you know, easy to work with, amicable. Mm-hmm. People will want to work with you in a way. Yeah. I think, and I think that's, I think that's something that um, comes as you get older and you um, get more mature and, mm-hmm. and and whatnot. Because I mean. I definitely don't know if I'd want to work with myself my freshman year of, of oh, no. college compared to now, um, but I think that's definitely um, something that you know it kind of evolves and it mm-hmm. kind of transforms and everything. So um, I'm going to pitch a hypothetical scenario to you right now, and I, I want to get your I want to get your thoughts on this. Go for it. So um, you're going to direct a movie. Gotcha. I need a genre. I need actor. I need um, how you plan to market it, and I want you um, to give it a rating, like a movie rating. This yeah, is I just came up with this right now. Like rating, as in like, like uh, yeah, like, like G, PG, yeah, exactly. Like that that, okay, that okay. can influence, you know. Okay. Some of stuff oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, <laughs> I guess off the top of my head, dark comedy. Okay. Um, where it's like humor 
but it's kind of like a little bit more serious humor, things like that. Um, definitely more about like awkward situation, like social situations or like where the main character is like being forced out of his shell to do things, but he just is not the type of person that like likes to go clubbing or likes to go out mm-hmm. and is just like looking out the window and it's like cuts to a scene where it's like he jumps out the window and it's like <laughs> and it's like are you okay and he's like hmm? oh yeah um <laughs> like which i think would be hilarious to see like i'm probably typecasting him hardcore for this but michael Sarah in a position okay, like yeah, that okay, would yeah. be kind of cool <laughs> um where it kind of feels yeah like goofy but like a little bit of serious undertones probably if i had to rate it it would be in a PG-13 to, like, maybe our mm-hmm. realm. It's a good range, yeah. Probably market it as a... Not, like, necessarily a coming-of-age film, because it don't necessarily see it as being, like, a high schooler or, like, a super young person figuring out who they are. Mm-hmm. But just more of a, like, coming to terms with, I guess, maybe, like, who you are and that, mm-hmm. like, there's... Some people just... Like myself, I guess, a little bit. Some people just enjoy the more simplistic things, like... Mm-hmm. I know a lot of college people like to go out and things of that nature, but I know me and my friends have had like the best times when we're just like chilling in someone's apartment. So I feel like it would definitely be more of a story of not about like not going with the flow and doing what everyone else is doing is definitely an okay thing. And then the comedy would come in of like uh, being put into those situations that you just don't want to be put in. And it's like, how can I get out of these situations as fast as possible? (laughs) So I think you you took that approach, and I kind of wanted to segue into it by using that as uh, kind of a tactic to get you on your toes a little bit. Oh wow! But I, th- I I know I know I know planning ahead here and whatnot. Um, <laughs> I think you really um, you took that sort of that sort of kind of pitch and you kind of molded it. And so I want to take that and kind of delve into your creative process because I know you do some work outside of you know school in Pixel Labs here, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit more on the creative side. So when you approach something like that, how do you get started? So usually with all projects, it's always started with, usually for me, it's been a scene idea, mm-hmm. like a small idea, like a small piece of dialogue or a piece of action that happens between somebody or like two people, things like that. Um, and you just think about it and it's like, this is like kind of funny. Or like this is something. Like There's you can something tell if something's there. And then I always build from it's, I guess, like, built from within. So it's, like, I have that scenario. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I go out. And it's, like, well, who else could be in this scenario? Or, like, where are they in the world? Like, what are they doing in the world? Uh, things like that. So then I'll start writing. Um, but usually it's never, unfortunately, in my experience, the first scene is never the scene that comes that I think about. Mm-hmm. So then it's kind of a bit of, like, it's a scene that probably fits better more in the middle. So then I got to go back to the beginning and like when I'm writing or figuring out what to start it with, I'll start it with something. It's like, well, how do I get to that point? Then once I get to that point, it's how do I resolve that point okay. or like that initial idea. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of the, the on paper process. Where do you go from there? Um, well, from there, it would kind of, I'd start thinking about who, I guess from the beginning, I always think of, even if they're not available to me, like. Hollywood actors or just like friends or people I know I usually put characters together fairly early on or just like in my head kind of right away of like oh I could see like this person saying that or like oh I could see them saying that 
Um, and then I write for that. And then after that process comes someone who could embody that character, not necessarily like imitating someone who I'm thinking about, but just kind of embody the feeling of the character mm-hmm. I'm, I like wrote for or thought of, because that's usually what I use like the people I know or celebrities I know for in that process is just kind of like that way you can describe to people like, oh, it's like kind of quirky, like Michael Sarah, okay, but yeah. yeah, like they're also a little bit of like a heartthrob like Hugh Jackman, because that would be a weird, a quirky, weird face mash kind of thing. <laughs> quirky Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see that too often. No, no. But yeah, I guess kind of stuff like that where I'll, one character will probably be the combination of multiple different people, either I know or just know of. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it'll be who can do it um, like to the best of their ability, uh, if available and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I usually start thinking of before we start shooting, I'll think of camera stuff. Don't necessarily write it all down all the time, but I'll think about how I want things shot or just creative ways to do a shot or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's out of the ordinary where it's not as, I guess like a typical, like, Oh, just wide shot, close up, wide shot, close up or like alternating things like that. Yeah. And I think to kind of wrap this up, I want to leave all of you listening out there and watching the great message of, and the very cliche and probably oversaid message, but it can never be oversaid, (laughs) is just to create, you know, get a group of people, get yourself out there. I mean, I found myself recently just taking my camera. There's a storm recently. Um, I saw uh, that first crack of thunder. I'm like, okay, well, there's my camera. I'm going to go out in my car and I'm just going to record whatever I think is cool. And then put something together, and I'm still I'm still working on it right now. So stay tuned for that and everything. But um, yeah, keep creating, keep you know pursuing those creative endeavors if that's what you're interested in. And honestly, only good things can come from it. I uh, I can you know nine for ninety nine point nine nine percent sure say that only good things can come from it. Uh, but I just wanted to thank you, Noah, for coming on this with me. Yeah, thank you um, for having me. Is there anything else you would like to say? Anything you'd want to plug? Anything else before we kind of wrap this up? Um, nothing too crazy. My social media for all my creative stuff is Righteous Wizard uh, Productions on Instagram. It's Righteous Wizard dot Productions, uh, things like that. You can also just follow my personal page, uh, Noah underscore Lu, uh, and get updates on things that I'm working on or just kind of like things of that nature. And you can also watch his weekly vlogs here on Pixel Labs Facebook page and YouTube channel and everything. Um, He's been doing a great, fantastic job. Thank you. And yeah, thanks for doing this, Noah. And yeah, you'll uh, be able to tune in sometime soon as we get the next episode of the Pixelcast on. Uh, We'll hopefully have a great guest for you and I'm really liking this format and everything so far. So thank you, Noah. Thank you for watching and have a great day, everyone. Thanks.